everybody. Welcome to People of Eternia. I'm your host, Tom Romero. Now, I know usually you would see the Toy Lines podcast right about now, but Toy Lines is going on a bit of a hiatus right now, and we'll be back soon, stronger than ever. So, we're just going to do a People of Eternia podcast, my He Man and She Ra dedicated podcast. So, let's get on to it. Now, you have to forgive me because I am not used to doing this by myself. I always have somebody with me, but I'm going to try solo for a little bit, and then we'll take it from there. So PowerCon this week has opened up ticket sales and exclusives. PowerCon will be taking place this September 11th and 12th in Anaheim, California. Log on to thepower-con.com Purchase your tickets, hotel rooms, and your exclusives. And speaking of exclusives, we never got a chance to discuss them on Toyline. So this week is a great week to be a fan. So let's jump into it. So the exclu- the first exclusives are the variant Evil Horde Origins figures. Now we have Hordak in his Filmation Blue colors. With a, I guess that's a wrench. These are Origins figures, which are nice. Not my cup of tea. I Classics has spoiled me. So these are just version two of the vintage. I have my vintage, but these are still great looking figures. I love the customization option you get with Origins. But these are great figures, especially if you're a fan of the Horde like me. Now, the two figures that really stick out to me that I'm kind of excited for, because I can actually put these figures and mix them in with my classics collections, are the Shadow Horde Trooper and the Crimson Horde Trooper. These are very great colors. Very nice deco on them. Especially that Shadow Trooper. Really cool. You also get, again, Hordak in his blue Animated colors, white face, wrench hand. Very cool looking character, especially if you're a Hordak fan. Now, you also get Dark Grizzlor. He's the variant with the dark face, just like the vintage. You know, looks like real hair. Great looking figure. Can't wait for it to be part of your collection. It is a PowerCon exclusive, the variants of the Evil Horde. Other variants include exclusives Leo Faker. Now, if you're not familiar with this, Leo Faker is a hard-to-find vintage figure. He was created in India by a company known as Leo Toys. Now, here's something cool about this exclusive. He comes with Duplicat. Now, there is a little bit of a controversy, if you will, because a certain customizer by the name of Joe Amato also had the same idea, except he came up with it first with Copycat. Basically, it's just Battle Cat with some metallic parts painted blue to match Faker. Great. Cat, interesting concept, 
I mean, it's not really original, but then neither is Faker. However, credit should be given to where credit is due. And I think Mattel should give it up to Joe Amato for at least giving them the spark of this idea. Now, here's an exclusive from PowerCon that I'm really excited about. The Castle Grayskull Accessories Pack. This includes the spacesuit that has been in every incarnation of Castle Grayskull, except the recent Origins. You're finally getting it in this three-pack. Fully articulated figure. Not too crazy about the color scheme. Looks a little much for me. Like, you have green arms, you know, purple highlights, orange armor, gray armor, you know. Too many colors for me, unfortunately. I think it should be more uniform, you know, like an actual spacesuit. That's fine. I'll give it a shot. Maybe it'll grow on me. I am loving, however, the spirit of Grayskull, like, phantom-looking skull. Reminds me of the original mini-comics. I always thought that was, like, the coolest accessory. So I can't wait to add it to my collection, or my Castle Grayskull classic. And now here's something cool that just came out of nowhere. The Great. But here's something interesting. It also comes with some sort of weird tentacle monster. So that's pretty cool to add to your Castle Grayskull, because we never really got anything like this growing up. Like, the Vintage was a sticker. Couldn't put it in the classics, because it would have been too expensive. But this looks pretty cool. I can't wait to add this. This is, like, the highlight for me of PowerCon so far. I can't wait to go. Again, taking place in Anaheim, September 11th and 12th. Tickets are on sale now. So Pixel Dan recently interviewed some people from Mattel and they announced new classic new excuse me, new origins figures. Sorry, Freudian slip there. So these will include the Green Goddess, who is not translucent. They say it's not a straight up Tila, you know, painted green. Maybe the face is a little different, but it kind of looks like that to me. But I will point out, the knees do look a lot better on this figure. Now, I remember when Origins first came out, I thought the knees were horrible. However, talking to Nate Barge, he explained to me that knees are actually a hard part, or a difficult part, to make look right on a figure. But it seems like, you know, people are talking about it, and Mattel is listening. So it looks like they're going in the right direction. Now, along with Green Goddess, Web Store has been announced. Now, do you remember on the vintage figure, Web Store came with his hook and that long string, and then when he wasn't climbing or anything, that string would just dangle and, you know, get in the way and stuff? Well, Mattel has a solution for that. Now, with Origins Web Store, you can tie up that extra string and attach it to his back. This way you can still play with the figure and not have to worry about anything else. Now, here's something that's very interesting, and I am curious about 
where they're taking or the origins line. This is Lords of Power Beastman. Now, this looks like a straight-up brand-new figure. You know, the head looks different. I love the armor. Different Beastman altogether. I mean, this could actually go into my personal collection, and I may not even call him Beastman. I may have him, you know, just be like Beastman's henchman or something, because I think this character is strong enough to be on its own. Stinkor has been announced, and yes, he will smell like patchouli oil. Fisto has also been announced. However, Fisto, because of the customization, he will not have that punching feature that the vintage figure had, which I'm fine with. And I am kind of curious to see what kind of different customs people will use that iron fist on. So that's that's something I'm looking forward to seeing. Now, here's something cool. A Vac Metal Battled Armored He-Man and Battle Cat 2-pack. It looks like it was based on the artwork that He-Man and Battle Cat um, on the cover of the art book. Now, I know that scene was, you know, created years ago back in the 80s, but they're trying to recreate that scene as a He-Man Battle Cat 2-pack, and it looks pretty cool. It has some potential. Not too crazy about the hair, though. The hair still bothers me, but they're going in the right direction, especially with these tiny little dragons. Now, they said during the interview that they are going to include a lot of Easter eggs. So that's pretty cool, but well, I'm glad to see Mattel's headed in the right direction, but I think they should perfect the figures before they start, you know, giving us fans a little bit more things to get excited about. Something else that was announced is the Origins Wind Raider. It also comes with a computer and a stand with some... Castle Grayskull rock underneath it. Looks pretty cool. You can create it, you know, make it look like it's flying. Great addition to the Origins line. Now, they also surprised Pixel Dan with... dun 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 Mosquitoor! Now, here's something cool about Mosquitoor. He comes with two heads. Now, this head is specified as from the Star Comics. He's got like weird little, um, like fold, not folds, but like points onto his stinger there. And he also will be coming with action feet. Oh, well, not action features, but action effects. Like it actually looks like he's sucking blood out of He Man. So that takes care of the Origins announcements. Very excited. Now, let's get into the Kevin Smith Revelation Netflix series. Entertainment Weekly released a bunch of photos about the show. Now, here's the first photo I saw. He-Man and the new Power Sword. 
been a long time since filmation. So yes, He-Man is going to look a little different. And, you know, understandably, everybody changes their clothes. He's no longer sporting the harness with the cross on it. He has a crest. Now, first glimpse, I really thought it was going to be more akin to Castlevania artwork. This seems to be a bit lighter, which is fine. The artwork still looks beautiful. They're also incorporating the new power sword. Now, I know they weren't going to keep the Filmation power sword. Because you have to remember, they're also trying to sell action figures. And they're trying to, I guess, at the same time, step away from Filmation by creating something new. But you know, incorporating filmation into it as well. So we'll see how it does. Skeletor is straight up 2000X in my opinion. I was hoping because of the same animation house as Castlevania that Skeletor would be more menacing looking, more demonic looking. I always love the fact that 2000X, his hood would overshadow his face, you know, giving you that, that extra layer of mystery, that, that fearsome evil. This Skeletor is okay. Very toothy, in my opinion. I love the protruding bat symbol on his chest, so that's pretty cool. But again, I, I, I really want to see a more menacing, a more evil Skeletor. Next picture that I saw was Prince Adam. I get that they wanted to make Prince Adam thinner instead of having him be buff and can only differentiate between him and He-Man is through a tan. I understand that. That's fine. I'm really looking forward to the transformation sequence. Any good He-Man show, especially if they claim to be following Filmation, has to have an excellent, excellent transformation sequence. 2000X kind of failed for me on that note. So I'm really hoping they pick up the ball and do it some justice. Now, we've already heard the score to the sequence, which I really enjoyed. And I really hope they honor that with this sequence. Now, one of the cool things about this show that I'm looking forward to is they claim we're going to see characters that we haven't seen yet. So I'm hoping for maybe Clam Champ, Rio Blast, or even Extendar. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. I do like the fact that Mossman is also a big part of this. Like they're really pushing for Mossman. This sequence or this picture right now, he looks cool. Looks like a tree coming to life. I can totally see him being the heroic spy that he is and just just being part of like a living tree come to life. Now, Beastman, also very 2000X influence, but facially, you can also see like the, a filmation hint as well. Not bad. Looking forward to it. Like the animation really looks good. And I'm glad it surprised me somewhat because I thought it was going to be a really dark. Now, here's some of the problems I have. And you know which image I'm probably looking at right now if you're listening to this on 
your radio or your device. So this is a scene with Evelyn, Roboto, Tila, Priestess, and Orca. I don't know what's going on with Tila. Now, there's a rumor that the show will focus on her. If it's a great story, fine. I'm okay with that. As long as the show is good. But I just don't know. She doesn't look right to me. Even in her classics look, or her vintage classic filmation look, she still looks off. The face is just, there's something off about it. Like, I, she seems angry in this picture, but if you compare it to the upcoming Revelations comic, her face still looks off. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's not Tila to me. It just looks completely different, completely off. Now, someone said if you were to see this updated picture of Tila, remove the head, and just look at the body, you would think that was a, a boy's body. You know, buff arms. Not that there's a problem with that. She looks like a Peloton instructor, in my opinion. Except for the haircut. Now, the haircut, I don't understand it. This new trend with the shaved side. I don't get it. If you're going to shave your head, shave your head. I don't care if you're a boy, girl, other. Shave your head. Okay, don't shave it half. It looks like every female character from Star Wars right now in the extended universe, not the movies. I don't get it. You know, compared to Evil Lynn, I mean, I'm glad they don't have the same costume like in the figures, like the vintage figures, or even the classics. You know, they both look, you know, they have different clothes, which is great. It just, she just looks weird to me. She doesn't look like Tila. And believe it or not, Evil Lynn looks better than Tila, which is shouldn't be right, but it is what it is, in my opinion. Now, with that being said, you can be a strong female character. Now, Filmation Tila, I never saw her as a weakling. I always thought she was a powerful leader. She was cap she is captain of the Royal Guard. She is a powerful female and even in those clothes that she had. You know, this to me I think she needs a redesign. I think they they went the wrong way with this. Now, originally when I heard Rob David was a part of this, he's the head of Mattel TV. After reading his comics, I thought they were actually going to turn Tila into the Green Goddess, just like in the books. I don't know for a fact right now. I mean, that could still be in the cards, but I just think they're going the wrong way with Tila. Now, this is something that I found funny. Roboto's in a poncho. It, it just seems hilarious to me. I guess the only character that we're supposed to see skin from is He-Man and Skeletor. Not that Roboto has skin, but he's covering something up. Now, I'm assuming it's expensive to draw all those scenes with all those gears, but they did the same thing in 2000X, and he just had a chest armor piece that went over his body. Looks funny, but 
I took I took my Roboto, made a poncho for him. So here is what he would look like with the poncho. Kind of interesting. Not exactly, obviously, but you get the gist. So it just seems like a funny concept to me. Now, um, Priestess. I am very interested in new characters, as well as classic characters. Again, one of the great things about this show that I hope they actually do is we get to see characters we've never seen before. Clam Champ, Rio Blast. Hell, I'd be happy to see Extendar. You know, even even if they're not, even if they're background characters, I'd still be happy. Be like, wow, look at that! And you know, there's Rio Blast with his guns, and he doesn't have to be using them. You know, there's Clam Champ. You know, standing right next to Duncan. You know, stuff like that would excite me. So, I'm okay with new characters. I'm okay with seeing existing characters for the first time. Now, Orko. I have no idea what they've done to him. He's part 2000X and something quite different. I, I don't know. I think Orko should always be some sort of comic relief. Now, he could be a jokester in this, but I don't know. He just, like Tila, this is the wrong Orko. Like, Orko should look like this. Very cute. You know, adorable. This too dark Oracle. Not too crazy about him. Kind of looks like Driel. You know, Driel got into Orko's clothes. It just, he should be comic relief. And knowing that Ken Smith is a comedian, he should use Orko for at least a little comic relief. I mean, all his favorite Marvel movies have some sort of comedy in them. So I'm hoping he does bring some comic relief and I don't know I just hope he he looks better throughout the show now let's talk about Evil Lynn again I think she's the best one out of this picture you know very she reminds me of a character from Game of Thrones like she can actually walk into Game of Thrones and just mix right in as a witch you know now Rob David who's Again, the head of Mattel TV wrote some Masters of the Universe comics that were more adult. His version, in my opinion, of those comics is his version of Game of Thrones with the Masters characters. That's great, but I don't know. I think they're marketing this show incorrectly. They keep saying, oh, it's just like filmation, this is 80s, is your childhood. I'm looking at it right now. This isn't my childhood. Maybe like the first few minutes of episode one, possibly. This isn't my childhood. This is too updated, too adult. It has nothing to do with filmation. Maybe the same characters, but that's about it. So I'm hoping they start marketing to it and, you know, trying not to fool us because I know there's a lot of people that are interested I know there's a lot of people that hate this already. Now, I'm reserving judgment till I see it. Like, all right, there's some things I don't like right now, but I, you know, maybe it'll change throughout the series. I'm, I, I love He-Man so much, I am going to give this a chance. I'm 
big Kevin Smith fan. I hope he doesn't let me down. However, with that being said, it's hard nowadays. You know, as a child of the 80s, we've just been burned too many times with our favorite properties. You know, take G.I. Joe, for example. Take Transformers. You know, those Michael Bay movies, horrible. If you're a hardcore Transformers fan, I mean, they had the audacity to give Optimus Prime flames. You know, you know they, they removed his mask because, God forbid, we don't see his face. I mean, look at Roboto here. That is his face. You know, I can see tons of expression there. And he doesn't even have a mouth. Anyway, same thing with G.I. Joe fans. So those guys, I've my heart cries out for them. I mean, there's a Snake Eyes movie coming up. He removes his mask. He starts talking. I mean, we've been burned too many times. And I'll be honest with you. If I end up not liking Revelations, that's fine. It'll just go away. It'll just be, you know, a footnote. Just like 2000X. And 2000X was actually a good show. It went away. That's just it. You know, so I'm really hoping this doesn't disappoint me. Maybe I can ignore some of the stuff that does. I'm going to give it a chance. Now, with that being said, here are two pictures that got me pumped for this show. This one with the Sorceress and He-Man. I'm assuming they're in Grayskull. This is a beautiful shot. Sorceress looks perfect. They didn't... See, again, they didn't change her. They used the filmation model. I mean, she's gorgeous. You know, He-Man looks cool, all buff, you know, behind her. With his brand new harness and his crest. Which I'm getting used to. However, I would like to see a variant, though. On the action figure. Maybe... Somewhere down the line, but we'll see. The next picture that had me pumped was He-Man and Battle Cat. I'm assuming this is a throne room. I could be wrong. This looks like a badass picture. Like, this scene right here had me pumped up for He-Man. So, I'm going to leave it on a positive note. I'm pumped up for this show. I hope it doesn't disappoint me. I'm going to reserve judgment, and we'll talk about it again. July 23rd, when it starts on Netflix. Now, with that being said, let's get into... Here's a story of Happy Eternians. You have He-Man and Toothy Skeletor. I'm just kidding, folks. It's just this picture of them all in small boxes just reminded me of the Brady Bunch. But... All right, let's jump into it. So these are the announced Masterverse figures. We heard about them in PowerCon last last year. Now, these figures are based on the Kevin Smith Revelation show that is on Netflix. So the first figure we have up is He-Man. Now, his proportions just look so weird. Like his head, his head's too small for that bulky body. You know, he's he's too buff for this body. Now, it comes with a new power sword. 
Okay, fine. You know, his new crest harness. Two swappable hands and a shield. Now, up close on his head, he doesn't have a grimace or, or like about battle-ready face. He looks actually quite happy. Nothing wrong with positivity and happiness. Just, just looks like a weird He-Man. It's so crazy. Now, our next figure, Skeletor, he looks happy. He, he he's like, hey, we're we're doing great things at Snake Mountain. This is great. Um, you know, let's just. Uh, I'm gonna take down He Man. I'm gonna be ruler of Eternia. This is great. Again, too toothy. You know, I wish that hood would just be a little bit more menacing to him. But nah, he's he's a happy guy. That's a happy, happy Skeletor. God bless him. He's ready for battle. Now, I've heard a lot of people complain about the cape. It should be a little bit wider. Looks to be like that that grainy type material, but, you know, I could be wrong. I can't wait to see these figures. Skeletor should be more menacing. He looks too cartoony for me, especially with this Revelations show where, you know, everything's, you know, more adult. Now, one of the good figures... In my opinion, one of the best figures in this line besides Mossman is Evil Lynn. Like, she looks great. She looks like she could walk in to any Game of Thrones episode, any medieval episode of any medieval show. I love the long white hair. It's the first time we've seen it like that. She also comes with her helmeted head. Again, buff body. Now... Here's something that I have a tiny nitpick about it. Now, the females, you know, you can see definition on their arms and stuff. They all look like how She-Ra should look like. Okay. Now, that, to me, takes away from She-Ra. You know, if they all have buff bodies, then what makes She-Ra so special? You know, her clothes? Doesn't work well with me. With that being said, Evelyn's still a great-looking figure. I think she's one of the... Her and Mossman are the best figures of this wave so far. Speaking of Mossman, check this out. I love the fact that his feet are roots. Now, he has to be the best figure of this wave. You know, the only thing that's escaping me is he's not flocked anywhere. I think a moss man should always have just a little bit of flocking, like maybe around his torso or just just a little bit. But I do like the accessories he comes with, his extended like wood arm, you know, to make him hide within trees and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Aside from his head, he also kind of gives me a swamp thing kind of vibe, which is also pretty cool. Like, I can see him pop out of, like, a moat or something just to, you know, be the spy that he is, the heroic spy. And it is important to note that the four horsemen also contributed to this figure. Excuse me. Our next figure on this line is He-Man's trusty steed. Battle Cat. Super articulated. Again, 
I'm a child of the classics, or adult of the classics, however you want to put it. Classics really spoiled me. And every time I see him, I'm comparing him to Classics Battle Cat. Now, I keep looking at this figure, and it is growing on me. But it's not Classics to me. It's just something new. Now, here's something that people have been talking about for years. With this Battle Cat, if you remove the armor... You get a Cringer. Nothing wrong with it. The head sculpt looks pretty cool. I'm sure it looks just like the animation. But again, it just... It has to grow on me right now. Right now, I'm not feeling it. I think, you know, with time, maybe I will get used to it. But right now, I'm... Even though he's not articulated, Classics Cringer is the Cringer for me. Now, also this week, photos leaked of the CG He-Man based on the cartoon Netflix's creating for children. I like the box. I like the packaging artwork. Like, top right corner is Castle Grayskull. Looks pretty cool. So I am kind of curious to see, you know, where this animation goes. As far as the figure, now I know I've said that, you know, from the first pictures we've seen, I've been calling him Fortnite He-Man. Now the action figure reminds me of Disney. It's kind of weird. Like the first time I saw him, I was like, this is the He-Man that you could actually see in Toy Story. You know, he's in a box. You know, he's, you know, very blonde, you know, buff, like super like farmer buff, you know, that 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 really strong, like like he can lift a tractor buff. He comes with the new double sword H symbol on his chest. Um not quite sure about the articulation. It looks like he can bend at the elbows. But I'm Curious to see about the next generation, how they're going to react to this type of He-Man. Now, Skeletor from that same series was also revealed. Now, this is a cool-looking Skeletor. I can't wait to pick this one up. The artwork with him is menacing. This is how Skeletor should always look. The hood covering up, you know, overshadowing his face. Getting that... that evil like Skeletor should be the the host of your nightmares that's how Skeletor should always look and this Skeletor comes pretty close the rest of the body I don't know what's going on with his chest it looks like some sort of insectoid on his stomach I don't know where that's coming from I hope I mean I doubt it but I hope he still has some sort of connection to the evil horde but Looking at that insectoid piece on his chest, I I doubt it. Again, great looking box artwork, like that new snake, or um, excuse me, that new Castle Grayskull. Very interested to see. And now here's something that came out of like left field. I don't know how many He-Man, you know, armors they're going to be, but this battled armored He-Man looks like he walked out of a lava pit. You know, he's all red, 
comes with a red helmet, has a power attack feature, which I'm curious to see what that does. Not too thrilled about the sword, this, the new power sword. It reminds me of 2000X, and I was not a fan of that power sword. He-Man should have a nice blade. You know, he deserves one. This thing looks like, I don't know, like something out of Fortnite, I guess. It just, it's too bulky. It's very animated and manga inspired, excuse me, or anime. I don't know. I, I have to reserve judgment until I see it, but right now it's it's not growing on me, and I just think it's bulky for him. Now, the rest of the armor, super red, has metallic parts. Looks like an M on his chest for some reason with two thunderbolts coming in. I don't know. I, I got to see why, maybe. You know, I mean, I get it. Kids aren't, you know... Kids don't want to see half-naked guys, you know, and that's understandable. You know, Fortnite He-Man here, you know, he's got his armor, you know, pants. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how kids react to it. be even more interesting to see how adult collectors react to it. So that about wraps it up. I wanted to keep it short and sweet for you all. Um, thank you for listening. Just, um, some quick house cleaning. Please share your thoughts with me. Find me on social media, people of Eternia. Email me at mail at peopleofeternia.com. Tell me how you feel. And also, please don't forget, I just got my copy recently. Pixel Dan's book, The Toys of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is out now. You can pick it up at comic book stores. You can find it on Amazon. And there's still a few more copies left if you want to spring for the World Compendium volume that comes with the toys of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. You can find those at thepower-con.com. So thank you for listening. I'm Tom Romero. And we'll see you next week. People of Eternia podcast is a Toylines podcast production. Intro and outro music is by Brian Salvatore. Cover art is by Tom Derenick and Andrew Kramer. Special thanks to Scott Knightlick and Spectre Creative. Email us at peopleofeternia.com. Follow us on social media at People of Eternia. Voiceover outro is provided by me, Hamani. Come back next time for another powerful episode of People of Eternia. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC. Which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's... 
Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, the exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So, we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So, we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded.